I'll call this episode a family because family matters. And I have the Museum of Family. My niece always asked me to show to her friends because I have pictures way up on the top of the entertainment center and on, on the top where a lot of people put plants. I have all the pictures of all the family events, the weddings, the sweet 15, and graduations, because when Irma hit it, South Florida, I pack everything with me, the one that is way up, and I took pictures of the pictures. So I scan it pretty much. And now we just survive Ian, seems like both with the eyes on ice cream. So I'm going to say sometimes family is not the best, you know, for you. But I was lucky enough to have a very nice and sweet family. I was well raised. And um, nowadays it's considered a silver spoon. But uh, we never thought about that, that we're a silver spoon because dad was in the military. He was a Second World War veteran and fought with the Allies in the U.S., Italian descendant, and goodness gracious, fought against Mussolini. It was not a good thing with the Italians. They afterwards you know, realized that dad uh, was doing the best for everyone. But dad have really some memories that was not nice in the war uh, movies when he sat down with me and he cried you know and that was the first time I saw a man cry and he told dad why are you crying and like oh, I remember when I was in the war and um, it was children hungry in Italy it was in France dad was all over and I gave my food to the children and the wonderful soldiers next to me said, you're giving the, the children, you know, food. They're the enemies. They're the enemies' children. My dad always said, no, they're children. They don't know what's going on. This war is caused by adults, not children. And the children are our only hope for a better future. Nowadays, my goodness, uh, we had so many events, you know, COVID, then the war in Russia and Ukraine is so crazy. So we get over one thing, something else comes. And I am alive, and uh, it was a rough one. Some of the people who live here for over 40 years in Florida, they said they never seen anything like it. Uh, the office where we have our showroom, and their whole sign is destroyed. And the inside, thank goodness, everything is fine. But, um, yeah, the outside, it looks like a war zone. And anyway, so there's a lot of reconstructions. People from now over is going to come here and fix it. And the local people have more jobs than they can ever handle. And, um, yeah. So I'm going to start it by reading something that I found very nice. 
and reflects a little bit, you know, something that was in my heart when because I got divorced when my son was not even seven years old. He was six and a half. And um, I um, had other options, but um, I decided, you know, to fight for my son's best are the best schools and the school system, and we're still living in the best school system, I think, in the country. People from up north say, eh, no, this is much better than there. <laughs> when I was in the computer science and, you know, and programming things for a company over in Michigan that does a lot of programs for the health insurance, and my director never want to teach me what I learned here. And I learned a lot since I came down here. I was a princess compared to what uh, I am now. I work in all different types of fields. Went back to the automotive industry for a little bit and like it. It's too stressful, way too stressful. I'm in the construction business, but I, you know, my part-time was always studying biology, studying growing plants that saves the family a lot of money because you eat healthy organically. And some of the things I grow in my backyard and even the kittens I have and the neighbor down the street, which is, she is a physical therapist. She's from Canada and she's a lovely lady. She gives this particular plant that I grow a lot. You know, she gives you know, to her dogs. And she also was willing to do a wonderful <laughs> documentary with me. I got to visit her because she lives right close by the bay. I'm a little farther from the bay, walking distance, but we all live close by the bay. And hopefully nothing happened to her home because Emer came was the biggest exodus of the Florida. And it took us two days to get to my brother, wonderful house in South Carolina and I like I did not want to travel with three cats and then turn around you know come back real quick because now it's in South Carolina and it's all in the wonderful states that I like out there it's not as cold as Michigan but beautiful I love DC my goodness gracious a well-planned city and I love Virginia I love the farms of Virginia we visit you know the historic farm it was Dr. McCormick you know since the 1700 you know it was the Dr. McCormick the fourth that sold it to this other lady he gave me her phone number and I went visit and then I went to the other farm which is the White House farm it's interesting same name as the White House yeah I did go to the White House all right it was an interesting uh, place and I love the city because I have so much French influence and my mom is French and um, anyway French related not the first generation but they I love farms grandma had the farm coffee farm and I love the smell of coffee and the fresh butter and the cheese and everything that the family did you know to help my my grandma to save the farm because she left the farm to become a nurse and then eventually the head of the OBGYN of San Sebastian Hospital. And um, she was by the book, but she taught me a lot of stuff that most of the people don't know. But um, yeah.
But I learned on my own, growing things, researching, has been more than 11 years of biological research and what the plants can do for your body. And my niece was in a, she teach gerontologist at university overseas. She couldn't do medical school, just the same I here because I think uh, the medical school here is turned out sometimes to be a business. And uh, even though I run a business, but I like the best for people, the best products. And I hope next year I'll be able to buy a farm or somehow acquire one to teach some of the people how to grow what they need, you know, to be healthy and to prevent a lot of the illness that we have. Anyway, so I'm going to read now what this program calls Focus of the Family and Family Matters, and it was written by Jim Daly. And Jim, I hope I said your last name correctly, but love is God does. What is a promise worth? And again, you ask yourself, what is a promise worth? For your children, everything. My mom and dad were divorced by the time I was seven, but dad promised me a new baseball mitt for my birthday that year. Sadly, he had a bad habit of breaking his promises. When the big day came, I ran out to the curb every 15 minutes to look for him. He never showed. I was crushed. I wasn't even worth remembering on my birthday. A few years later, my dad promised me to take me to a Dodgers baseball game. When we missed the bus to the stadium, I figured dad would do what he usually did in those circumstances, excuse me, offer a weak apology and take us home. Instead, he got a cab and spent more than he could probably afford to take us to the game. That afternoon, I got autographs from Hall of Fame players like Pete Rose, Steve Garvey, and others. Both memories have stuck with me for decades, and I am a better father for what they have taught me about the values of promises. Now I do everything I can to keep my promises to my two boys. Proverbs 27 says that we heap blessings on our children when we say what we mean and mean what we say. Children remember the promise we break, and they remember the promise we keep forever. Want to know more? You can visit focusonthefamily.com. That's, you know, I just keep this little portion because it is something else. And I'm going to read another passage there, those family matters. So the pandemic has been hard on everyone, 
but it seems as though it has affected my spouse more than most. What can I do to offer support? So the answer was, any low point in life has a way of creating intense vulnerability. It can leave a person feeling alone and totally helpless. A spouse who seems to be losing his or her faith may feel that God is far away, uninvolved, uncaring, or even non-existent. Assure your loved one that even though things sometimes look bleak and it may be hard to sense God's presence, He is there and He is working. Here are some examples how you can support your spouse. Write your mate a daily note of encouragement. Each day, focus on a different aspect of hope. This might be an email, a postcard, or a sticky note. It doesn't have to be long or preachy. Remember your spouse that he or she is not alone. Affirm that you will always take those wedding vows seriously. For better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health. Let your mate know that you are praying that God will protect and restore his or her joy and hope. Gently remind your spouse of many times when it seemed God was absent, but later it was clear he had been present. Be honest about your concerns. You might say something like, I love you so much, and I know you are going through a tough time. I am really concerned about your fate right now. Would you mind talking about it? How can I help you? If your spouse exhibits signs of depression, such a lethargy, insomnia, is sleeping too much, a loss of appetite, or a strong sense of hopelessness, excuse me, hopelessness. Encourage him or her to see a doctor or a counselor. Depression can stand in the way of responding to encouragement, teaching, and directions. So it's adapt from the complete guide for the first five years of marriage. General Editor Philip J. Swideheart and Wilford Wooten. So, just one more. Tough questions from kids. Answer. Yes. Genesis 1, 26-27. Says, God created humans in his image. That means in many ways we are like God. And he is like us. And if we have a sense of humor, God probably does too. But God doesn't enjoy cruel humor, as some people do. That is wrong. Tell good jokes, laugh, not laugh, excuse me, laugh, enjoy life. God wants you to be filled with joy. And I'll end here, but this is just a little bit of 15 minutes. 
which is sometimes not many people even have 15 minutes to reflect about life. Um, my son always said to me, oh, mom, you always teach me every day life lessons. Yeah, if I would sell my experience for you all to cost me, I would be a multi-billionaire. But I have courses, and you can sign up for my courses if you want. But I just want you to know that somebody out there loves you, loves you deeply, and I love you too. No matter how bad people can be to me, I don't wish them anything bad. I just hope God forgive them, which I had to forgive a lot of people who was very close to me, very, very close, and they end up hating me at the end. And I'm the one who did everything possible to help their health, to help them go ahead in life, which they did. And one of them was actually out of job for four months. And at the end, when he was finishing filling up paperwork, because he's supposed to be doing that a long time, it was stressed out. It was Nossa Senhora de Fatima, the Fatima saint. It was supposed to go to a party with us, didn't do it. You have to fill out the stupid paperwork. You always leave everything for the last minute. And um, he was very nasty to me. And he was even worse nastiness afterwards, after he got his job. Yeah. So, and he got a very high pay job. And that's when he become a monster. And I don't want to remember that anymore. But I forgive him and wish him well. Some people said that he passed away. His ex-girlfriend in New York said that he passed away. And because somebody supposed to come and treat him when he had COVID and didn't do a good job. And But anyway, so when somebody eats more than 10 donuts in one day, sorry, <laughs> it's too much sugar, and drink Coca-Cola and then complain, sorry, I didn't say that, but yeah, I didn't want to, you know, and then have the caffeine to be up all night. I need to be at work at nine o'clock. A lot of times it doesn't show up, and it's not my fault. People sometimes destroy their own health. And I did everything possible to save this person. One time, got a plague. And I said, you got to read your prescriptions. Look at this. The side effects. You may die. Really? Give me something lighter that is not going to make me die for sure? Hello? Anyway, but um, I treated with uh, something homemade remedies that um, I know improves health. I, you're not allowed to say that it cures anything anymore. You can treat it. You can prevent it. Preventive medicine. That's what family doctors do. Not a good job, though. Because um, everything, people want to have a quick fix in a pill. And it takes every day for you to improve.
So we up for actually 19 minutes instead of um, 20 minutes, a couple of seconds. But I thank you. You can visit my website, http semicolon backslash backslash helena.press. And that's the one sponsoring for this episode. Love you. Take care of yourself.